want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to 8020. My name is Lily. I am your host, and we are going to be talking all about relationships today, specifically long distance relationships. I recently got back from Indiana. I spent the past month with my boyfriend and it's been such a fun month together. He came here to Maryland for two weeks. Well, wait, I think I went out to Indiana, helped him pack up his college apartment. We went back to his house for like a week. Then he came here for two weeks and then we went back to Indiana for another week. So we were literally together for 32 days, which was the longest time that we had spent together physically since like the fall of 2019, which is so crazy. Um, And I know that a lot of you guys are also in long distance relationships and just everything that's happened within the past year, year and a half has really put a, I don't know, it's just made long distance relationships a lot harder than they were already. And I always, always, always get questions about how to manage a long distance relationship, how to keep that spark alive, how to transition from a traditional relationship to a long distance relationship, because that is how my situation went down. Um, So we're just going to talk about all those things today. I thought that I would kind of compile all of your frequently asked questions about long distance relationships into one big episode and I have a couple different sub sections I guess. Now for thinking of this as like a blog post or like an article there's like three little subheadings and one of them is how I take care of myself during times when I'm feeling how I'm feeling right now which we'll talk about in a second Um, and then managing a long distance relationship and then ways to strengthen your relationship from a distance. So if you guys are interested in any of those topics, keep on listening. And as always, if you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe. I post new episodes every Monday and Thursday, and you can also connect with us on our online platform called Lil's Circle. There's an 80-20 podcast group where you can connect with other listeners, other like-minded women. There's also an opportunity for you to check out journal prompts. I post new prompts there every single week, so you will always have something to write in your journal about. And then there's also a page for programs and challenges, which 
we're going to talk more about in a later episode, but there will be some little freebie programs and challenges there coming this summer. So definitely go check out Lil Circle. There will be a link in the show notes. For some reason, my links do not show up on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please check out the 8020 Instagram because all the links that you need will be in the Linktree bio of the 8020 Instagram. That's 8020POD on Instagram. I have no clue how to get the Apple Podcasts links to work, but um, they work on Spotify and they work everywhere else. So for some reason, it's just Apple that they're not showing up on. So I'm really sorry about that. I've been trying to figure out what the reasoning is behind that, but I have yet to figure it out. So if you know, let me know. Quick little background about me and my relationship. I am currently in a relationship. It's a long distance relationship. My boyfriend Sam and I have been together for about two and a half years. It'll be three years in the fall. So that's really cool that it'll be three years. I feel like I don't know, it's just like weird to think that we've been together for almost three years. That's wild. Anyway, I'm trying to like wrap my head around that. But anyway, uh, we met in college. We met at a party. Okay, we technically met at one of those open house days when you're still a senior in high school and you get to go check out the school and you get to meet potential new classmates and you get to walk around your, you know, department, like the, I get to walk around like the comm department and all that stuff. And you just get to see the campus from the lens of a student that's been admitted. And during this open house day, they broke all the kids up into different groups. I think that it was just random. There was really no rhyme or reason behind why the kids in my group were who they were. But Sam happened to be in my group and we were sitting on the floor in the basketball gym and we were doing some icebreaker activity with a student mentor. I think that it was probably probably like a senior or a junior, um, like leading this little icebreaker activity and we were staring at each other, me and Sam. And I didn't know who he was at this point. I had no clue, obviously had no clue about what would come to be later on but we were just staring at each other and we maybe said like a couple words to each other maybe like said hi I'm Lily hi I'm Sam whatever moved on with our lives and then afterwards he followed me on Instagram I was like okay you know this kid's cute whatever about a month into school a couple weeks into school we met up at the bookstore like we just bumped into each other we had a little chat you know what dorm do you live in what are you studying that kind of stuff and then that weekend we saw each other again at a party kind of hit it off from there and the rest is history so that's kind of just a little bit about us so we've always kind of done long distance off and on the first year and a half that I was at DePaul if you guys are familiar with my story you know that I transferred schools after the first semester of my sophomore year. So Sam and I went to the same college for a year and a half together. And summers we did long distance or like Christmas break, we were apart for, you know, a week or two. The breaks and times apart weren't as intense as they are, as they have been for the past year and a half, just with me transferring and then, you know, the world and whatnot. So that's kind of how we landed where we are now. Um, And like I mentioned before, we just spent the past month together and we're taking about two and a half weeks apart and then we'll be together again for the first week of July. We'll celebrate the fourth together 
and then we'll go out to Utah and Colorado for a little bit, so that'll be fun, and then all of a sudden we'll blink, and it'll be August, and then we'll be starting school again, so the summer's absolutely flying by. I'm really blessed that we do have flexible schedules and we do get to spend a lot of time together in the summer, but in the school year, it's definitely a very different situation. And I want you guys to remember when you're listening to this that everybody's situation is different. So I'm going to give very, very broad tips and life hacks and tricks. And if something doesn't work for you, or if you try it out and it doesn't work for you, that's okay because everybody's circumstances are different. So I don't want you to think that this is the end-all be-all of like long-distance relationships advice because it's not going to work for everybody. And same thing when I talk about like any health and wellness topics, any nutrition topics, one size does not fit all. And you guys already know that. You're all really smart people. I don't doubt that for a second, but I just always feel like I need to repeat myself a billion times and remind you that Just because it works for one person or just because it works for one couple's relationship doesn't mean that it's always going to work for you and your significant other. So right now I am in that weird phase where I'm transitioning out of being with my boyfriend for the past month to being just I guess flying solo I don't I don't not like we broke up <laughs> no that's not the type of solo that I'm at but um just like flying solo is being like more independent than I have been for the past month and that's a really weird kind of like transitional phase that I feel like not a lot of people talk about it's a weird feeling when you are with someone almost non-stop for X amount of time, whether that be a weekend or two months or three months, and then all of a sudden you're apart again and you're doing long distance. And it's just a weird phase, like that getting back into your own routine, the routine that you have when you're by yourself. I always feel like it takes me about a week or two to kind of fall back into my space that I can be completely independent and like falling asleep in my own bed alone. You know, it's kind of weird. So right now I'm like three days into that little transitional period and I want to talk to you guys about some of the things that I do to take care of myself when I'm going through this weird transition. And we'll also talk about too here in a few minutes about transitioning from being in a full-time normal traditional relationship into being long distance. We'll talk about that kind of in the managing a long distance relationship category. Take a shot every time I say long distance relationship. Wow. Ways that I like to take care of myself when I'm feeling like I really miss him. My first piece of advice is to find ways to keep yourself busy And for me, that's doing things like this. I'm kind of a workaholic, which is a blessing and a curse, but I like to record podcasts and create content and spend time with my clients. I like to work on big projects and that's kind of how I keep myself busy. I also like to work out. I like to do yoga and spending time with the people that you do have access to, like your family or your friends maybe that live in your hometown. Um, is a really good way to kind of keep yourself busy during this transitional phase. I would also recommend that you find ways to appreciate being by yourself for a little bit. So maybe there's something that you like to do that your significant other doesn't necessarily like to do. And maybe, I don't know, kayaking. Let's say you love to go kayaking and your significant other hates going kayaking. Spend a lot of time going kayaking because you can you know, just like little things like that, things that you can do, things that you can appreciate by yourself. 
Um, I would also recommend that you spend a lot of time writing and journaling. I think that when you're feeling a lot of emotions, it's it's a good idea to get those out in some way, shape, or form. And the best way for me to do that is express it through writing. I like to write in my journal. I like to write how I'm feeling. And I also like to translate those feelings to my boyfriend and let him know how I'm doing and how I'm feeling. And um, you can do that through the form of texting or calling, but make sure that it's not to a point, and we'll talk about this also in the managing a long distance relationship category, but make sure that you are doing so in a respectful manner that respects the other person's schedule, respects the other person's time. We kind of have it down pat to a system, but I think at first it's a weird, it's weird from going to like being able to talk to them in person from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed and then doing so through a phone. So just make sure that you're respecting that person's space and time. Also just like sending cute little reminders throughout the day like, hey, I'm thinking about you or like this picture made me think of you. Here's a picture of the shirt that you accidentally left at my house. Just like stupid stuff like that. Um, will always help to put a smile on your face and then a smile on his face as well. Let's talk about managing a long-distance relationship. I feel like there are two types of long-distance relationships. The first type of long-distance relationship is the one that you guys are together for a couple months or you're together for maybe even a couple years, like physically together, you live in the same city and then maybe one person moves away or you guys... I don't know, a situation like mine where I transferred and he was still at the school that we met at. And then there are other people who have always done long distance and that's all they know. And I think that the people who are able to be together for a couple months, a couple years, whatever it is, physically together, like living in the same city, it kind of sets you up to have a really solid foundation when one person moves away. But regardless of what your situation is, you need to keep in mind that your long distance relationship is not a traditional relationship. So you cannot treat it as a traditional relationship. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of people end up breaking up because they can't handle doing long distance. And I don't necessarily think that there's anything that you can't handle but it might just not be with the right person. So in order to make it easy on both of you, you need to make sure that you are on the same terms as far as what the future of your relationship looks like. If one person is all in for life and the other person is kind of like, eh, I could go either way, it's really not going to work out. And so you have to have some sort of common goal, whether that be time-wise or whether you guys just know in the future you're going to be together. That works for some people. That doesn't work for some people. I think that it's a really good idea to have some sort of understanding like, okay, after graduation, we're both going to live in the same city or we're both going to move in together or, you know, when this person gets this job, um, I'm going to leave my job and we're both going to move to the same city and I'm going to be okay with getting a new job. Like you're going to have to make some sacrifices, but that's just the way it is. And that's kind of the way that it has to be sometimes. And like, it's okay to be selfish, but if you really, really love someone, you're going to make the sacrifices and you're going to be okay with doing whatever you have to do to be with the person that you love. So I think for people who are transitioning from a traditional relationship to a long distance relationship, I would highly, highly recommend making sure that your communication is like no other. You have to be 
100% transparent with everything that you feel, no matter what. When we first started talking about me leaving DePaul, when I first started thinking of that to be a thing, we both knew that it was the best decision for me to make for myself. And so in that moment, that was a selfish decision, but we also knew that we would be okay because we had such a solid foundation and we had such such strong communication and we had such a beautiful trust in one another that there was no question as to if we would make it or not. We both just kind of knew. So I think that in those situations, you kind of have to trust your gut too. Like in your gut, you kind of know if this is the real deal or not. And your intuition is so much stronger than you think it is. And so really tap into that too. If you're trying to figure out if this is worth it or if it's not going to be worth it, really just go with your gut because you know better than anyone else if this is going to work or if it's not going to work. And for me, we both just always knew that it was going to work. And there's obviously we've, we've proven that to be true. When you're transitioning, from traditional to long distance. Make sure that it's something that you know in your gut it's going to work out. It's going to be worth your time and energy because you are so in love with this person that you can't live your life without them. And if you could potentially see a life without them, then, you know, it's time to have some tough conversations. But if you know in your gut that you guys are going to be just fine, having some sort of strong communication and strong trust in one another is absolutely critical and even for people who are in the midst of a long distance relationship right now you gotta foster that communication so whether that's just like sending a text and saying something like hey I'm gonna be off my phone for the next 45 minutes I'm gonna go swimming I don't know I'm not gonna bring my phone in the pool I'm gonna go swimming okay have a great time in the pool with your friends and we'll talk soon and that's the conversation. And if that's not the conversation, then that could become problematic. I think that having trust is absolutely critical and making sure that you resist the urge to jump to conclusions, especially in this age of technology. Like if someone's not responding right away, they probably just aren't on their phone. And I think a lot of us automatically assume that people are ignoring us. Relationships aside, even friendships become strained sometimes because someone doesn't text text back right away. In my friendships and in my relationships, we're all under this understanding that if someone doesn't respond right away, it's okay. There's no conclusion to be jumped to. This person just isn't on their phone. And we need to normalize not being on our phones because you're allowed to not be on your phone. I hope that you're not on your phone 24-7 because that in and of itself is unhealthy. I feel like I've just gone on a complete tangent. Wow, this is my next point, guys. Don't text all day long. I wasn't on a tangent. Okay, (laughs) you'll have nothing to talk about if you text all day long. And like we just talked about, being on your phone all the time is so unhealthy. And it also takes you away from being present with the people that you are with. You've got to be so okay with not talking to this person 24-7 because if you guys were together in real life, like if you guys lived in the same city, if you went to the same college, you wouldn't be talking 24-7. You wouldn't be like handcuffed to each other and talking and having a conversation all day long. So like why would you think that it's okay to do that over text? Because it's not. And you guys can have like a 
I don't know, kind of like an ongoing conversation in a way, or not even like a conversation, like it's weird because like I said, I'm speaking to my experience. Sam and I will simply send each other pictures. Like we don't use Snapchat. We just send pictures of what we're doing. So like he just sent me a picture of the rock climbing gym that he's at and I sent him a picture of my podcast mic and that perfectly explains what's going on. There's no words. I mean, a picture's worth a thousand words. Nothing else needs to be said. Just the fact that we send each other pictures and that's like the extent of the conversation. Um, So I think that it's important to, I don't know, even like come up with your own little way of communication that you guys are both okay with because for some people just sending a picture might not work. Maybe you guys like to call every day at noon and check in and you guys like to call every night before bed and like that works out for you perfect. Like you have to come up with your own way of checking in on one another throughout the day but it can't be a continuous texting conversation because that's just so boring and it truly takes away from you being able to do what you need to do typically in a day, like in real life. I think too, being a good listener is a key component of creating a healthy long distance relationship. If you're not able to pay attention and actively listen to what your significant other is telling you, that's a huge red flag that you need to look into on your own. Because then that just shows that you're not interested in what they did today. That shows that you're not interested in the lunch that that they thought was really good, good enough to share it with you. You have to be so interactive with this person as much as you can. And we're so lucky that we get to interact over the phone because like think about my parents they did long distance while they were in college and they didn't have phones they had to go to like the phone booth and call each other or they had to write letters and that's what they did but we're so lucky that we live in an age of technology where we get to spend an hour on FaceTime talking about going to this water park with our friends or I don't know whatever you did that day like you have to be okay with and excited about what this person is telling you and you have to interact with the stories that they're telling you as well you can't just passively like nod along to what they're saying you actually have to listen and that's a really really important skill and I think that it's a learned skill as well I don't think that being a good listener is something I mean I know a lot of talkers and I know a lot of good listeners I think that being in a long distance relationship you kind of have to be both in a way I don't know, finding a balance that works for the two of you is really, really important. I feel like I say this next tip a lot and not a lot of people think of it, but it truly makes saying goodbye or saying see you later a lot easier. Um, And that's planning your next visit before you leave your current visit. So if you're going to see your person for a long weekend, when you guys are together for that long weekend, figure out the next opportunity that you're going to see each other. Because if it's just kind of this like limbo zone of you don't really know if and when you're going to see this person next, when you get on the plane to leave or when you get in your car and say goodbye, it's going to be so much harder than if you know, okay, I only have to wait another month. It's only going to be a couple weeks. It's only going to be whatever amount of time until I get to see this person again. And it makes it a whole lot easier. And then you guys just have this weight lifted off your shoulders. It's one less thing that you have to worry about planning on a phone call. One similarity that I found between 
traditional and long distance relationships is that a healthy relationship should not leave you feeling exhausted or stressed out or like you're fighting for this person's attention all the time. So that being said, if you are not fighting or playing games all the time, the conversation might get boring because it's not all drama, which is a good thing. It's it's not always going to be this like crazy wild ride and it shouldn't be. It should be fun and it should be enjoyable and it should be a place for you to come and feel secure, not the other way around. And so the conversation might get repetitive because there's nothing for you guys to do together except talk on the phone. And so um, the conversation might feel repetitive, it might feel boring, but you have to be okay with this. If you want it to always feel fiery and like, I don't know, drama, that's like the best way that I can explain it. If you want it to always be drama, it can be that way, but that's not sustainable. And you have to be okay with it being a little bit repetitive. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It means that it's healthy. And you have to remember that that is what a healthy relationship is about. So just something to keep in mind while you're either in this or about to be in this or whatever your situation is, I just want you to keep that in mind. So let's talk about ways to strengthen your relationship from a distance. So you're obviously not together 24-7. Um, which no one in any relationship should be together 24-7, but I think that people who are together more often than apart, um, they have more options as far as strengthening their relationship. And so I think that from a distance, this part can get a little bit funky sometimes. So you just have to kind of get creative. So something in my relationship that we like to do is a daily gratitude practice together. So we always end the evening by saying something that we appreciated that the other person did today or that we're proud of the other person for or just like a little moment that kind of stood out which obviously like we talked about sometimes it gets repetitive sometimes it's simply like oh I just really miss you today and that's a good thing because it means that we actually like each other like sometimes that's all it is and that's okay but just having that little tradition is really really incredible and I encourage you to make your own type of daily, weekly, monthly tradition with your significant other. I would also recommend that you prioritize phone calls. If you are out spending time with friends and you know that the 10 p.m. goodnight phone call is going to come in in a little bit, be okay with stepping away from your friends for 5-10 minutes just to have a brief goodnight conversation with your boyfriend or your girlfriend And considering the fact that there are 24 hours in a day and not a single one was physically spent with this person that you love so much, it's okay to step away from your friends. Your friends should understand. And if they don't understand, then that's a huge red flag maybe in your friendships or maybe there's a reason that they don't really like the person that you're in a relationship with. So something to look into. Just know that it's totally okay to be like, hey guys, I'm going to go step into the bathroom for a second and I'm going to take this phone call or I'm going to go step outside and I'm going to FaceTime my boyfriend for like five, 10 minutes. We're just going to say goodnight. Like that should not be a problem. You could also have a FaceTime date. You guys could plan on cooking the same meal. Maybe you guys could pick a recipe that you both like to make when you're together, both make it in your own respective homes and then set up a FaceTime call and 
you know, drink your favorite wine or something and and cook dinner together and then eat it together and have a little FaceTime date. You could also send this person a little surprise gift or a letter. Um, I'm never mad about getting flowers or even just like a little hey I'm thinking of you text or like a sometimes Sam will like see a flower like if he's out on a run and he'll just send me a picture of the flower and be like sending you virtual flowers and it's just so cute so just little things like that to let your significant other know that you are thinking of them when you do finally have time to be together in person make sure that you are not on your phone you don't want to waste this precious time that you have together doing things online because the online world will always be there but if you're in a long distance relationship you guys will not always be with each other so it's really important to put the phone away to be present to truly spend quality time with the person that you love because if you do not enjoy spending quality time with them when you get it that could be a problem I was texting Sam earlier, like I mentioned, I sent him a picture of the podcast mic and I said, I'm doing an episode on long distance. Do you have any advice? And this was his response. It's all about trust and communication. Love you. (laughs) So that is Sam's take on long distance relationships. I really, really went into detail in this episode, but Sam and I always tell like friends that are about to start long distance relationships or like when you guys ask me on Instagram, I try to give you the kind of short version, but now I can refer to this podcast episode um, and like link it and stuff. But truly at the end of the day, trust and communication are going to be your number one priority. And if you don't have those two things as a foundation, everything else is not going to be able to fall into place. So trust the person that you're with and communicate everything. That is going to be your key to success. Thank you for listening to this episode of 8020. If you enjoyed it, please let me know by dropping a rate and a review. This helps more people just like you find and listen to the show. Don't forget to follow me, Lily, on Instagram. My username is at LilyRako, that's L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W, and follow the podcast Instagram page as well, which is 8020pod, that's 8020pod on Instagram. New episodes of 8020 go live every Monday and Thursday, or subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. Thank you.